News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, this is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family giving back, that's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you, you know the drill. I was just actually speaking with uh, my, our guy Jason Buxman at Cunis Honda Hyundai just the other day, and uh, he was telling me, he's like, they haven't had this many new Hyundais on the lot in forever. So if you're looking for that brand new vehicle, check them on out. Cunis Honda, Cunis Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street. Tell them Mark sent you. I'll tell you what, you will not regret making uh, the trip over to Cunis Honda Hyundai. Uh, you will uh, you will absolutely have the best buying experience possible in the Tri-States. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, lots to get to here on this October 1st. Happy October, everyone. We're in the thick of it now. It is football season. And let me just say, um, was that uh, my first ever Quincy High Blue Devils game last night? Go Blue Devils. Tough loss to Sterling, uh, 34-28. End of the first half, coach, you're, you know, fourth and two. You down. You kick the field goal. You miss it. I would have gone for it. Just saying. Momentum play there. Uh, but it's great. Uh, Flint Memorial Stadium, very cool. Uh, exciting game to be at. Sorry that uh, that the Blue Devils couldn't get a W last night versus Mount Sterling. QND, tough loss, 35-10 at Mamet Seymour. Monroe City blanked the Palmyra Panthers, 50 to nothing. You see that score this morning? I woke up and saw that, saw that score, and I was like, whoa. Ew. I thought this was supposed to be a rivalry. And uh, and then a, a great win for the Hannibal Pirates, 45-25 to out there in Kirksville. Uh, so you got to love the uh, Friday nights are for high school. Saturdays, we spend our time at the college campuses. And Sundays are where the big boys play. That's where the big boys play. All right, let's jump into it. Hespin headline number one. We got to talk Tua and the Dolphins. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. Um, I want to uh, I want to start my um, my conversation here with Tua. Uh, in one way, hold on. I'm having I'm having difficulties here on my end with the uh, with my uh, my screen here. This is this is bad radio, but uh, we're gonna get this figured on out. Um, I uh, I want to I want to start by just saying that what we saw with Tua Tungavailoa was obviously scary. It was obviously concerning. It was not great. And what I want to make sure that we all are, are aware of is that when we when we look back now at this thing with Tua and we go through it, we have to be aware to the fact that what happened to Tua was absolutely not Tua's fault. I'm not blaming Tua. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to blame Tua. We could sit here. We could blame Tua. We could get on him. But I'm not going to do it because players want to play. And players have the right to go out there and make a stand and say, hey, I want to play. It is the new rules of the NFL. It is their job to take that situation and make sure it doesn't get as ugly as it got. And it got ugly. You look back at the hit he took against Buffalo, and it was obvious to all of us now watching, all of us over the last football fans, over the last 10 years, 15 years now can sit there and say, oh, yeah, that's a concussion. We know the symptoms. Before, 50, 20 years ago or in the 90s, you'd watch what happened to Tua versus Buffalo. Like, oh, he got his bell rung. Get him some smelling salts. Get back out of there, kid. And now we know that, yeah, getting your bell rung means you got a traumatic brain injury. 
and you need to go through all these protocols. Now, apparently, Tua did pass all the protocols and was good to go to get back into the game as he did. And then, obviously, because he passed any protocols, he was good to go for Thursday night. Now, let me just say, let me just say that if Tua was able to pass those protocols and get clearance for Thursday night, not not only for Thursday night to get back in the game against Buffalo, well, then we have a protocols problem, right? We have a protocol problem. There needs to be more common sense to the protocol, right? Like, I've said this before. The NFL and a lot of these major sports leagues and companies need the average person in the room. You just need the average person in the room. Any guy like myself, football fan, just watching football, can watch Tua take the head and go, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, he, sh- he shouldn't be back in the game. It's a common sense thing. I don't care if you pass the protocols. There needs to be a little bit of common sense to it. And if there is that common sense to seeing Tua wobble and fall and stiffen on up and all those things you see in the Bills game, then he wouldn't have played in the Thursday night game. You'd be like, all right, maybe you there's some tests or things you could pass by the week to play on Sunday, give it a week's worth of time. Well, there's no way he should have played Thursday. Now, the hit he took on Thursday night football was a vicious hit alone with his head slamming into the ground. It probably would have caused a concussion no matter what. But when you have the investigation going on and the hit on Sunday against the Bills, that then you see it happen on Thursday, what it really does put in perspective for you is that the the protocols, they failed. They they just didn't work well enough, or they're, they're not good enough. So you need to overhaul the protocols. That being said, I'm glad to hear the two is okay. I'm glad to uh, hear the two has come out and say that hey, you know, listen, I, I don't, I'm not blaming anyone. I was, uh, I, I, I felt good about being in that game. I love my coaching staff. I love my trainers. I don't think there's bad people on the Dolphins staff. I'm, I'm not sitting here sitting, uh, going to start saying that, you know, Mike McDaniel's all these people need to be investigated for criminal actions or anything crazy like that. But I do think it's fair to say that we all know as common sense fans, you can see what happened to Tua from that Sunday to the Bills game and going, you know, he probably should at least sit a week. It's common sense. Like you, the dude wobbled. I mean, like he, he had a, it was a scary scene in Buffalo. Shouldn't have got back in the game. Probably should have sat at least a week. Now, that being said, I also want to move on. The Dolphins are going to be fine. The Dolphins are in a great spot. The Dolphins are 3-1. and one. The Dolphins have played above people's expectations to start the year. And the Dolphins' schedule w- opens up completely. They have Jets, Vikings, Steelers, Lions, Bears, the no Deshaun Watson, Browns, and the Texans over their next seven games. You tell me the Dolphins can't go 5-2 and two in that stretch? I, I absolutely the Dolphins should be eight and three, 11 games into the season, the way they've played so far. So the Dolphins are in a great spot because even though the end of the season is really tough for the Dolphins, really tough late season schedule, they put themselves now in a position to where they absolutely should be in play for a playoff spot, a wild card berth, if things go as planned for the Dolphins. Jets, Vikings, Steelers, Lions, Bears, no Watson, Browns, Texans are their next seven games. A lot of W's in there with the talent they have and the way they've been playing early in the season. So hopefully now they can get to a healthy, rested, pass any sort of tests and protocols. He's, you know, now he's got the extra time to rest. Hopefully should be good to go next week against the Jets. Maybe even just give him the week off against the Jets for public appeasal. And it's the Jets. You should be able to win against the Jets in division anyways with Teddy Bridgewater. You're better than them. Uh, Get them ready to go for that big Vikings game in two weeks. We'll see. Now, for the Bengals, they won the game. Hey, let's talk about the team that won the game. The Bengals won the game. And I know everyone's sitting there going, the Bengals look like trash. The Bengals, uh, they shouldn't have won that game. Listen, you got to remember, I think people are being 
way too hard on this Bengals team. This Bengals team last year was a team that lost to the Bears early in the season at home. I mean, this Bengals team was an up-and-down team that caught lightning in a bottle late in the season and played really great football, including beating the Chiefs twice at home and on the road. This Bengals team is talented. They're coming together. I think the arrow is pointing up. Uh, And maybe, yeah, I overshot with saying they were going to be a 14-win team. This Bengals team is looking more like they were last year, an 11-10-11 win team uh, that could be really, really feisty that no one's going to want to play come playoff time because uh, of Joe Burrow and now the experience that Burrow has. I mean, I'm not worried about the Bengals at all. Maybe I overshot it with the win totals, but they gave up only one sack in the win against the Dolphins. That's huge because their offensive line was abysmal the first two weeks. The arrow's pointing up, and their schedule opens up as well. Uh, They have the Falcons. Well, they have the Ravens next week. That's a tough game. It's going to be a great game. And then they got Falcons, Browns, Panthers, Steelers. So, obviously, the Bengals should look at that and easily be able to win four, five, five of the next game, five of the next five, if not three or four at the absolute worst. So the Bengals will get a turnaround. They'll get into the positives here. And I I feel good about the Bengals' arrow pointing up, especially because uh, the offensive line only giving up one sack to the Dolphins. And and, and I'll just end on this as well with the Bengals. You know, people are going to be all uh, up in arms because, you know, Super Bowl, uh, they want to come out firing in all cylinders. The loss to Dallas with, with the backup quarterback, the loss against the Steelers, Let's be fair. This Bengals team is a team that way overperformed expectations last year, got really hot at the right time, and last year was still part of their rebuild. And I and I think, you know, with Joe Burrow missing so much time in the offseason, you know, a little Super Bowl hangover, feeling cocky, cocky and confident about themselves led to the slow start. I think the Bengals will be fine. Still feel good about the Bengals, possibly winning the division, uh, but definitely still making the playoffs at this time at 2-2. Two and two. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, it's gut check weekend in the NFL. There are a ton of games where you got to test the medal of some teams. We are in gut check weekend. We'll talk about next with that next with Hesman headline number two. Listen on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Hi, I'm EB, and welcome to Heartbeat. Isaiah chapter 40 says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Someone once said, Hope is a powerful thing. It inspires us to do the impossible and helps us to carry on during difficult times. For most people, hope is a cross my finger kind of thing shot through with guesswork. But for the believer, hope is divinely assured things that aren't here yet. Friends, if you're building your life on anything other than Christ, you'll sink. God's plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. He wants to give you a hope and a future. And when our hope is in the Lord, we will be renewed in our strength. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. There are places, people, and conditions in this world that almost seem beyond hope. But not when Mercy Ships is there. Mercy Ships is a place restoring sight to the blind, normalcy to the deformed, beauty and happiness to the outcast, and joy to the brokenhearted. And many times, You can almost see the life coming back into them. Can't be that. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world. Staffed with some of the most skilled volunteer medical professionals and crew, Mercy Ships is the reason why hope is now in sight for those who need it most. To learn more, go to mercyships.org today. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back down the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. 
Faye's family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for watching. Uh, we got the uh, Facebook live stream back up and running. Uh, a little a little uh, technical difficulties to start the show with the Facebook Live. Uh, I appreciate uh, everyone sticking through it with me on that one. Uh, on this October 1st, we are in the uh, in the heart of now football season. Uh, shout out to Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to stop by the dealership this weekend. Ask about that No Fear Lifetime Powertrain Warranty on new and used vehicles, but more important, they got a ton, a ton of new Hyundais on the lot right now. Uh, the best uh, grouping of new vehicles they've had in in a long, long time. General Sales Manager Jason Buxton was telling me on the air yesterday. So stop on by. Tell them Mark sent you when you do. Okay, uh, we move on now. Uh, Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. No, I'm not talking about the Mariners making the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. Even though, shout out to the Mariners, that's pretty cool. Uh, they had they had a walk-off home run to get them into the playoffs for the first time since 2001. Longest, I believe the longest postseason drought in the four major American sports. Um, this is uh, Hespin headline number two. There's a handful of games I want to go through here in the NFL this weekend, and I call these gut check games. So you look at this, it's a, a, a kind of a muddy slate of games, but there's a ton that we can learn this weekend in the NFL about who's for real, who's not, the trajectory of these teams and the trajectory of these seasons. It's a gut check weekend. So let's start with, uh, to me, it's a big, big gut check game, and it's the London game at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, you know if you listen to the show, I've been to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I was at the first ever NFL game in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in the north end of London. Bears losing to the Raiders, the Chase Daniel game. Uh, beautiful, beautiful stadium. A lot of fun. Have some fun up there if you're going as a Saints fan or a Vikings fan. It's Saints-Vikings tomorrow morning at Tottenham Hotspur. Um, the one and two Saints, two and one Minnesota. No Jameis Winston. Andy Dalton's getting the start. And I think this is actually probably a good thing for the Saints offense because Jameis is just not healthy right now. He's got uh, huge back issues. And so it's a gut check weekend. You know, everyone a month ago was talking about both these teams as darling teams. The Vikings could win the NFC North. Best team maybe in the NFC. I heard people say it. The Saints are going to make it as a wild card team. You just watch. They may even push Tampa to win the South. I heard people saying it. As you know, I picked both these teams to miss the playoffs. I think this is a gut check weekend for both of them. And it's a huge thing. If the Saints can pull off the upset over 2-1 uh, and one Minnesota with a backup quarterback, yeah, I may say the Saints season may be alive still for some for some time. And if the Vikings are able to actually step up, play big boy football in a primetime game, even though it's uh, uh, early morning and Kirk Cousins could perform, then maybe the Vikings could go on to win the NFC North. Huge, huge gut check game for both those teams. Uh, the one and two commanders at the two and one Cowboys. This is everything for the commanders. You know, Carson Wentz has been the roller coaster he's been. Last week was embarrassing in his revenge game against Philly. Uh, they got absolutely destroyed by the Eagles, a much better uh, organization right now, and, and a quarterback playing at Jalen Hurts. Uh, but you have a chance here now. You're going up against a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush. And if you lose to Cooper Rush in Dallas as a backup quarterback, commander season is very much done. The problem with the commanders is you didn't do what you should have done is you didn't draft a, a, a rookie high enough to at least say, all right, now play the rookie, see if we got anything in the rookie. You got Sam Howell, but do you really want to turn the reins over to Sam Howell week four? Ugh. It could be rough. A uh, long season for the commanders. They aren't finding a way to win. And for Dallas, you're playing with house money a little bit. You're two and one. You 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 don't have your star quarterback uh, if you can get the win against the divisional rival in, in Washington, get to 3-1 and one without Dak, that is massive. It's massive. Way overplaying what I projected them to do. Or, if you lose, you say, all right, well, backup quarterback, you know, we're, we're waiting for Dak to get back. We got our two wins uh, to stay afloat, to stay in this thing. So, a massive gut check game for the Commanders. As I said, it's gut check weekend. Another big gut check game is the 1-2 and two Titans at the 1-1-1 one, one one Colts. Who wants this division? Because Jacksonville's leading it right now. Uh, the Titans and the Colts, I predict them both to be in the playoffs. Uh, I thought the Colts would win the division. The Titans would find a way to win enough games to get there as a wild card with some tiebreakers. 
not looking great early. Uh, I do have to say, though, that tie for the Colts gives them a little bit of extra wiggle room. This game is more important, in my opinion, right now for the Titans. You cannot fall to three losses through four games if you're Tennessee and you you have a chance that you want a chance at this division. For the Colts, if you lose at home, it's embarrassing. Uh, getting to uh, below 500 with a tie, uh, it's just a brutal way to start your season with high hopes to Matt Ryan. So for both these teams, who wants it? Who wants the division more? Ugly records, but really important game. A really, really early season important game. I thought these teams would be both 2-1 and one coming into this game, uh, and it would have less meaning for both them. Not so much. It's a huge gut check game for the Titans and the Colts. Another big one, one and two Steelers at the one and two Jets. The gut check is for the Steelers. A lot of people, myself included, I had the Steelers hovering around 500 in that wild card discussion late in the season. Mitchell Trubisky playing better football than he has been so far. There's been some drops. I don't think it's all on Mitch, but the pressure is mounting. You're in New York against Zach Wilson. He comes back. Gut check game for him as well. You've uh, been on IR. You've been injured. Uh, you had injuries last year. Can you come back, see a little of the magic? Huge, huge game. Not necessarily for implications for playoffs or anything like that, but to, can the Steelers and Mitch stay alive, and can he keep his job long enough? Really important to win this game then. The Steelers' schedule gets pretty brutal after this. And for the Jets, if you're Zach Wilson, you're hoping your season can turn around and you can still be a competitive football team and a lot of that lies in the fact that your quarterback plays really well. You got him back now. Can Zach Wilson step up? One and two Steelers, one and two Jets. Ugly records. Again, big implications in this game. The one and two cards at the one and two Panthers. Again, the Cardinals, uh, for me, were a playoff team. Now you have Jimmy G with the Niners back. You have uh, you know the Rams out to a two and one start. You just got embarrassed by them last week. You got to travel all the way across country to Carolina against Baker, uh, and uh, you know who's got seemingly got a revenge game every week. This time against Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Um, I, I'll just say this: if you're if you're the Cardinals, it's definitely put up or shut up. You've got to find a way to win this game against the Panthers. And if you're the Panthers and you want us to take you seriously as far as being a frisky team, possible playoff implications. Win a game at home against a hurting Cardinals team right now. A Cardinals team that's kind of lost and, and lost their direction. So a big, big gut check game for them. Um, finally, the two primetime games, Sunday night and Monday night, are massive games. Now, these should be the best games of the weekend uh, in, in the primetime slot. 2-1 and one Chiefs at 2-1 and one Tampa. This game is fascinating. I'll talk more about it during my locks uh, upset and toss-up. Let me just say this. I think no matter who loses this game, they're both going to be okay, um, depending on how the way they lose, you know, barring all the injuries, knock on wood and anything like that. So if it's a close competitive game uh, and you come out as a loser to this game, it, it, I don't, I'm don't. i not panicking if I'm either team. I will say, though, possible last time we ever get to see Brady versus Mahomes soak it on in. Um, and, I, and I think that uh, it's only a matter of time before Brady and this Bucks offense get humming. Mike Evans is back, uh, so it's going to be a, t- a tall task for the Chiefs in Tampa against a very good Tampa's defense. And then finally, 2-1 and one Rams at 1-2 and two Niners for your Monday night football. Let's be honest. If you are the Niners, this is a massive, massive game. You're at home. Jimmy G, Shanahan, McVay, bright lights, Monday night football. The Rams can afford to lose this game because they're above 500 right now. The Niners cannot afford to fall to one and three early on in the season with a tough schedule still remaining. Uh, and, and so uh, a big gut check situation for the Niners. I like the Rams a lot in this game. I think the Niners, there's a lot of noise in the building. There's injuries. I think they're losing some control. I think losing Mike McDaniels to, the, to, to Miami has been a bigger loss than a lot of people would have guessed a month and a half ago. Uh, and for the Rams, I think they're putting things together. I know it was an ugly win against Atlanta, but they took care of Cardinals pretty easily, a divisional opponent, another big divisional opponent on the road. I like the Rams, but again, it's a gut check weekend. 
Huge, huge, huge gut check weekend. I mean, you could have by the by Monday by Tuesday morning, the Niners could be one and three. The Cards could be one and three. The Steelers and Titans could be one and three. The Saints and the Commanders could be one and three. It's a huge gut check weekend. All those teams I just named there either were in the playoffs for a lot of people or or right there battling for 500 wildcard spots. So desperate teams, desperate times, uh, bad weather across the NFL slate, especially on the eastern seaboard with the remnants of Hurricane Ian. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that here later on the show as well. Big, big, big week as far as all those implications go. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. You can follow the show on Facebook. Search on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Espen. If you're listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, shout out to you. Thank you so much. If you're listening on the terrestrial radio, you're the bread and butter. We appreciate you being here. When we come back, my gambling, we're back to 500, baby. It was a... Uh, it took a while, but we were below 500. We're back to three and three on the year. We will. I will give you uh, my my next two picks coming on up for week four uh, in our, the lock and the upset of the week. It's on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Being an Army Ranger is a very fast-paced lifestyle. I was clearing a weapons cache in Haditha, Iraq, when the building collapsed on me, burying me alive. I spent six months in the hospital and a year of recovery. When I was separated from the military, I just felt like I was useless because I only had this one thing that I was supposed to do, and then that one thing was taken away from me. And then one day, I got a call from Wounded Warrior Project. They asked me to come to a workout, and I decided that I was going to get better, both physically and mentally. Now I'm a warrior leader. I create events and opportunities for other veterans locally. Wounded Warrior Project did a phenomenal job reminding me that my injuries aren't going to define who I am. And because of that, I can do anything that I want. See how we help warriors combat stigma at WoundedWarriorProject.org slash Combat Stigma. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. I'm Latoya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was going to make it. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting breast cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. JC Parts. Technology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Bright sunshine expected today with highs around 72. Northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Clear skies and quiet again tonight. Lows level off around 46. Highs around 74 tomorrow. Right now 51. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you 
by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. I know all morning I've been saying go over to the dealership, 221 North 36th Street, and you should. Great selection of new Hyundais just dropped on the lot. They won't last long. Tell them Mark sent you. But you can also do what I did. If you go to shopcunis.com, shopcunis.com, you can see the entire dealer inventory. It's incredible. The network of dealers with Cunis, it's so special. What makes Cunis so unique? Find the vehicle you're looking for and then see if the guys at uh, Cunis on Honey can get it down for you. Test drive it. That's what I did. Was walking out of the dealership with a new vehicle later that afternoon. Special, special things that can do. Cunis on Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. And you got to tell Mark sent you. All right. Uh, we move through the Hesman headline portion of the show. I really do think this weekend the NFL should be called Gut Check Weekend. I mean, you think about how many teams could be one in three uh, by Tuesday morning. Teams that we expected to be better. Cards, Titans, Niners, Saints, Steelers, Commanders. I mean, one one and three. That's tough. You got to you got to go on a three game win streak to get above five hundred. That's tough to do in the NFL. All right, um, we move on now. I always do during football season. I give you two picks every week. These are picks I'd only give you if I was betting it. And of course, I bet I bet through the Barstool Sportsbook app. No free ads, but I'll give them that because uh, I love betting through them. It's a uh, it's just a great betting experience. Um, so I'll give you a lock, and an upset, and a toss-up. The toss-up is a game I'm not betting, but I'll turn to you, my listeners. If you think you know what to bet in that game, I'll listen. I will listen, but I will not give betting advice on that game. It's too it's too close to call. That's why I call it the toss-up. Uh, so the lock, if you don't know, is a team that is favored. And I will take them and the points. So, uh, if you look at the schedule this week, there is not a lot I liked in the locks. Some of the locks this week, Minnesota minus three in London. Kirk Cousins primetime. I didn't love that. Cleveland minus one in Atlanta against the Falcons. I don't love Jacoby Brissett as a favorite. Cowboys with Cooper Rush, three-point favorites at home. I I don't like that. I almost took this, and I like it a lot. I wouldn't wouldn't hate it. Lions minus three and a half at home against the Seahawks. That's that's tasty. But I I took the Lions last week, so I move on from the Lions. Colts minus three three and a half at home against the Titans. I actually think the Titans win that game. So I I don't like that one. I almost took the Titans as my upset, but I went a different direction. Um, Who else is a favorite? Giants minus three at home against the Bears? I don't like that. Jets minus, uh, sorry, Pittsburgh minus three and a half at home against the Jets. Uh, Do I trust the Steelers offense? Favorites? Bills minus three at Baltimore? Ooh, that's, I mean... Close. Uh, you can maybe convince me that. So not a lot of great favorites. I mean, one, a lot of people are saying take the Packers nine and a half against the Patriots. Brian Hoyer starting. I don't know. I mean, Bill Belichick, nine and a half. That's a lot of points. Packers offense has been struggling. Can they put up enough points? I feel like the Packers win that game and pretty easily, but do they cover the nine and a half? That's a lot. So there's a lot of different, not a lot of great lines, but there is one that I like and I will take, and I suggest you take it as well. And it is my lock of the week. Philly minus six and a half at home against Jacksonville. Listen, Jacksonville, very good. And they've been playing certainly better football than we could have expected. Trevor Lawrence has looked great the last two weeks in a two-game win streak. Doug Peterson has that uh, franchise really playing solid football and believing themselves. And that's great. It's terrific. Revenge game for Doug Peterson, a little emotional. I think, personally, this is one of those games really tight in the first half. Halftime score, 14-14. Oh, my God, the Jags are in it. And they're pushing around the, the, the Eagles. Eagles are Super Bowl favorite right now. Everyone's loving on the Eagles. I love the Eagles. Watch the Eagles pull away in the second half. I think the game gets a little too emotional for Jacksonville. I think Philly right now has a better identity of who they are. I think Jalen Hurts right now is is absolutely 
with Lamar Jackson, the front runners for the MVP. I think he has a big game in the second half, makes a play, runs the football, and I think I think it's a close game, but I could very well see the Eagles winning 24-17 covering the six and a half at home. So it's a lot of points, but it's the Jags on the road. Emotional revenge game. I like Philly, the better team at home, to cover the six and a half. It's a lot, but they're my favorite of the week. I think trusting Philly is is the way to go right now. Upset of the week. Upset of the week. I'm going back to the well. I want to get a couple games over 500. I feel good about going. I want to go 2-0 and this week. I want to get to 5-3, and three, give myself some breathing room, right? Bears minus three in New York. Listen, uh, this is going to be an ugly game. Bears offense is poop. Absolute poop. Giants can run the ball, but so can the Bears. I think the Bears defense is the best unit in this game. And so I like that. I like that the Bears, Cairo Santos, the kicker, has been dealing with some personal issues. I mean, I, I hate that he's dealing with personal issues. I've worded that wrong. I, I'm comfortable with him maybe not playing in this game as a Bears fan. Because I think it'll lead the Bears to be more aggressive. And they need to be more aggressive. I think I think Justin Fields is poised to have a breakout game in New York. Two touchdown passes, 250 yards, maybe uh, you know 50-plus yards rushing, big scramble play. Bears defense gets after Daniel Jones and the weaker Giants offensive line, uh, especially in the interior. Blackson has a big day. Look for Robert Quinn to get a sack. Uh, Roquan Smith carries over the energy from his big day. He's in a contract year. I I really feel good about the Bears. If they lose this game, it's going to be a point or two. It's not going to be three. I think the Bears win this game, something along the lines of 24-14, 24-17. I think the Bears uh, take care of business in New York. So there you go. My lock, I'll go with Philly minus six and a half. Upset, I'm taking the Bears minus three. I'm 2-0 on the Bears bets this year. Let's roll with 3-0. Ride with me here, folks. Ride with me. Let's ride the let's ride the, the Bears uh, to uh, to make some money here in our, our lock and our upset. Now, toss-up. Toss-up. This is tough. There's a lot of games I felt like a toss-up as I was going through the lines. I think there's a lot of underdogs that could win some games this week. But I think there's no bigger toss-up than the Bucks hosting the Chiefs. No bigger toss-up. Here's why. First and foremost, two really good teams. The better team is on the road, so that favors the home team. So that helps make them even more equal. The line is even right now. And I just want to say this. My thoughts are with the people of South Florida, the Naples, Fort Myers area. I mean, the devastation we've seen on TV over the last 48, 72 hours, it's insane. It's its catastrophic, uh, biblical, it's horrific. It's going to be a lot of emotion in Tampa, in that area. It's going to be loud. You're going to, you're, you're, it's going to be an emotional, emotional game. And when you get, these type of games, these emotional games, because if things happen uh, in the real world, then people are emotional and they want the escape of sports. Really hard to predict what's going to happen. I think the Chiefs are the better team. Um, I think on a neutral site, I think the Chiefs would take care of them handily right now. The Bucks are playing disjointed, injured, uh, really, really injured. And then, uh, you know, Mike Evans coming back, the suspension, Tom Brady dealing with massive personal issues. And so I, I really, really, really um, uh, think if all of those things, if there was no hurricane, no emotion of the game in Tampa, I, I think that stadium's going to be loud. It's going to be packed. I think it's going to be very emotional. Not a lot of dry eyes in the house to start that game as the, the portions of South Florida just try to come together and the golf side especially. Uh, and uh, and be there for each other and have a little bit of escape. You never know what could happen. I think it's going to be a must-watch game. I ain't betting it. If you think you know what to do with this game, message me. Hit me up on Twitter, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. I'll listen to your betting advice, all right? 
and maybe I'll tweet it out if I get some good stuff. All right, uh, let's take our final break of the show. When we come back, we're talking baseball, Ray. AL, everything locked up. NL, lots of chaos. <laughs> Mets and Braves. And then uh, Aaron Judge and uh, some college football that we got to watch this weekend. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Hi, I'm Megan Hawker, and welcome to Heartbeat. How many times have you said to your parents, or if you are a parent, heard your kids say something like, it's not like it was when you were a kid? Kids have a tendency, at least during certain phases, to assume their parents are clueless. It's tough to imagine them going through the same challenges as kids themselves. And while there are advances in technology and significant culture shifts, it's all relative. And parents aren't as clueless as you think. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 says, There's nothing new under the sun. Even 2,000 years ago, Jesus himself experienced the same basic pains and troubles as we do today. He embraced the entire human experience. So, don't discount your parents' advice so quickly. Chances are, they can relate more than you think. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. At St. Jude, researchers are working around the clock to find new ways to combat the deadliest childhood cancers. This is a St. Jude moment. My name is Joel, and I was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, which is bone cancer, and I came to St. Jude as a seven-year-old because doctors had discovered a tumor in my right shoulder. St. Jude was amazing early on. You know, Even as a seven-year-old, they found a way to explain it to me, to have other people talk to me. That By the time I walked out of here seven months after the amputation, I was fully adjusted using my left arm you know, so I could jump right back into school and have no qualms or no worries about that at all. So I'm lucky enough to be married to Lindsay, uh, who is also another former St. Jude patient who I actually met at a St. Jude event. She was in the middle of her treatment. Um, I had finished mine just a couple of years before and just told her I loved her. Luckily, she reciprocated, told me the same thing back, and we were fortunate enough to get married on the St. Jude campus. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We're brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to tell them Mark sent you, and you got to ask them about that no fear lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. It is really special what they're doing over at Cunis Honda Hyundai. Uh, and you should uh, definitely want to be a part of it. All right. Um, I, I was joking earlier, uh, but the congrats to the Mariners. They locked up a playoff spot. Uh, the AL is now all set. In the AL, we have three teams from the East making it. The Yankees, uh, they get a bye. They're going to be the second seed in the AL. Toronto and Tampa battling it out for who's going to get a home field uh, well, no, Toronto looks like they'll have locked up home field for one of the wild card spots. And then it's going to be between Tampa and Seattle to see who goes to Cleveland or who is uh, uh, and, and who's going to Toronto. So some really great matchups. You know, Seattle, Cleveland, Toronto, Tampa, uh, you know, really, really interesting stuff. Good stuff in the MLB. And, and you know what? For Seattle to make the playoffs after a 21-year drought – those are good storylines. That's the kind of stuff you don't want to play the Mariners in the first round. If you're Cleveland, uh, if you're Toronto, you are really hoping to not have to play the Mariners because that is the type of juju where you're like, I want to avoid all that. I want to avoid the team that is flying high after making the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. I believe longest playoff drought in the four major sports uh, right now, just ended with the uh, with the with the Mariners making the playoffs. So shout out to the Mariners on a walk off of all things. Well, I'll put it to you this way: I turned thirty two today. Today's my birthday. I was eleven the last time the Mariners made the playoffs. <laughs> it's a it's a lifetime. It's a long, long time. Twenty one years. Uh, so uh, congrats to all the Mariners fans. Enjoy it. Enjoy this uh, a little postseason run. Who knows? It could be a special one for you. Um, Aaron Judge, uh, congrats to 61. I know you see a lot of stuff on Twitter. People are like, oh, congrats for hitting the eighth most homers in a season ever. 
Barry Bonds, uh, you know, 73, Sosa 66, Maguire 70. Let me just say this. I love the steroid era. I'm I'm a child of the steroid era in baseball. I think Bonds, Sosa, Maguire, A-Rod, all of them should be in the Hall of Fame. I think all of their records should stand. I don't even need asterisks by them. But I do need context, all right? And the context is 60 was the greatest number for forever until Roger Maris hit 61 in 1961. And 61 was such an important number for so long. For so long, for 38 years until the late 90s, it was an important number. People chased it. Think about this. Albert Pujols just hit 701 home runs. Albert Pujols, one of the greatest baseball players ever, one of the greatest power hitters ever. He never hit more 50 homers in a season. The most Pujols ever had was 49. He never hit 50, and Pujols was clean to our knowledge. The machine never hit more than 50. He never hit 50. And so 61 has always been that now benchmark, Babe Ruth 60 and Mayor 61, for what the body can do when you're just pushing the body to the absolute limits that the, the human body can go naturally and without any performance enhancing. So it's an important number. And pitching's never been better. And so for Judge, for Judge to absolutely put himself in this category, and Judge is a, spe- a spectacle. 6'9, a physical freak. I saw he was all state high school football, all state high school basketball, obviously baseball as well. I mean, the dude is a, a, an absolute. Maniac of an animal, of an of an athlete, and for him to be doing what he's doing in a Yankee uniform, uh, it, with the, with the context of the '61. So yes, while I love, be, oh, trust me, I love being a kid watching. I was what 13, 14 when Bonds hit seventy three. I, I mean, it was magical. It was amazing. You didn't want it to end. It was special, and it still is special. I mean. When you absolutely load up your body with all these drugs, you can hit 11 more home runs than an absolute freak athlete who plays the position of baseball. So I I, I just, I I get why people are like, oh, who cares? And it's fine if you don't care, but there is some specialness to what Judge is doing. And if he can get to 62 without the performance enhancing and being clean, um, I think it's it, – and, and and with the triple crown. I mean, the dude's going to win the triple crown probably. It is one of the greatest single-hitting seasons uh, uh, in MLB history. Absolutely. So congrats to Judge. It has been fun to watch. And congrats to Pools to getting a 701. 700 was great, but – you know, if you can you can not end on that round number, getting an extra one or two will be it would be nice for him. And the machine, again, you put it in context, Albert Pujols, Judge is not gonna hit anywhere near seven hundred home runs in his career. He's not gonna get close. Albert Pujols hit seven hundred homers in his career. Never once hit fifty. So for Judge to get to sixty one, I think it's very impressive. Um I, I you know, it, we talked about the AL and the in the seeding and in the playoffs. I like I like this new format. I like the Astros and the Yankees are going to get buys. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the teams that are hot that come off wins in the first round go up against the juggernauts of the the, the higher win teams that are rested. They get to set their lineups and know that their their aces are ready to go and well rested. You know what I mean? I, I think it's going to be a fascinating dynamic to watch. Uh, in the NL right now, it's crazy. We know the Dodgers got a buy. That settled, 109-win Dodgers. Uh, the Mets and the Braves, it's coming down to the wire for them. Who's going to get the buy? And then the Brewers, Padres, Phillies fighting. You know, look, the Padres will lock up a, a wild-card spot here in the next day or two. So then for the Phillies and the Brewers battling for that last other spot, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be close. And um, when you look at it, who who do all these teams have? I want I don't want to screw this up. 
uh, today, weekend series, uh, Phillies at Nationals. You have the uh, Giants hosting the Diamondbacks. They're still technically in it. Uh, Phillies, Nationals has got a double header today. Oh, it's going to be crazy for them. Mets playing the Braves. Scherzer and Wright on the mound, 20 win Wright. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you got a lot of baseball to watch. If you're not a college football fan, you have some huge, huge, huge baseball to watch tonight. Mets, Braves will be much watched. That'll be playoff atmosphere. Both those teams fighting for the first round by. And then finally, college football weekend. Massive, massive college football weekend. There are one, two, three, four, uh, four games that, that are huge implication. Number four, Michigan, four and zero at three and one, Iowa. Iowa has such a history of doing this. It is hard to play at Kinnick Stadium in Iowa. Uh, Iowa plays a brand of football that you don't want to see. Tough, hard defense, running the football, low scoring. If Michigan can go in to Kinnick Stadium, to Iowa, and and get a decisive win against the Hawkeyes, then Michigan's really for real. Really for real. And if Michigan loses on the road to Iowa, they're not dead because it's a tough place to play, but it, they put their playoff hopes in real danger. They would have to win out and get some real help and be impressive winning out. So a big, big imp- a day for Michigan and the Michigan faithful. Uh, number seven, Kentucky, 4-0 at 4-0, 14 Ole Miss. Ole Miss and Kentucky right now, after Arkansas's loss, Texas A&M loss, LSU being a mess, they are the two teams right now that could push the big boys, Georgia and Bama. If you're looking to get three teams into the college football playoff from the SEC, Kentucky and Ole Miss, it could be one of these two teams. A uh, big, big game for Will Levis, uh, first-round prospect for Kentucky. Can he go on the road and lead the Wildcats to a win against uh, against Ole Miss and the Rolling Rebels? Uh, it'll be re- great, great game to watch. Number two, Alabama at Arkansas. You can't have a slip-up if you're Alabama. Arkansas lost last week. They're going to be hungry, not want to uh, not want to follow the top 25 for an Obama at Arkansas. And then sneaky big game in the ACC, 4-0, number 10, Ace, NC State at 4-0. Clemson, Clemson offensively hasn't been the same. Uh, could it be upset brewing? It's on the mark. News Talk 1070, KHMO. See you next week. I had an important job.